0: This win is for all the Cowboys that have gone before us, for Terry Miller and Pat Jones and Jimmy Johnson and Bob Stanley and Barry Sanders and Leslie O'Neill, Thurman Thomas. They were soldiers in an unwinnable football war because Oklahoma State was not committed to the sport. Thanks to great decision-making, we are darn well committed to the sport, and the Cowboys have taken a cowboy boot and given the Sooners a swift kick in the backside to send them away to their new home.
1: There it is. I mean, that's what you hate to hear, but credit them. They won the football game, and they're able to send it out the way that they want to. That's just how it goes. Um, Frustrating. Uh, I know that you you can look at and point to the overall record, but I don't know if I, for one, don't care (laughs) about that right now. Not
0: right now, man. Um, So,
1: just frustrated. Give it up to Oklahoma State. I thought it was a great atmosphere. Um, It was a wild scene after the game. And as far as I know, all the all the students that took to the field conducted themselves in a in a in an okay manner, at least towards Oklahoma. Um,
0: this text says, "Damn, I can't believe you played Dave Hunzike or Kill me." Um, I know <laughs> there's some other things that are hey, going on there right now. Yeah,
1: that's part of it. Uh, you man. gotta you take it all in. Take it all in. It's painful, but whenever it rains, it pours. Stand out in it and get soaking wet, and feel every ounce of it because it'll make winning that much better.
0: I've seen uh, a few of these texts today, and I just, I just adamantly d- disagree with it. And the text is, "All right, well now, since the season is over, should you start Jackson Arnold moving forward?" and And that's that's a quick no from me. I, we we can get more into that here in a few minutes, but there was some. A surprising amount of blame on our post-game show being put on the shoulders of Dylan Gabriel, and not that I thought that he was perfect. I don't think he can't force that ball downfield into double coverage. What was that? The first drive of the third quarter, I think. But in terms of who's most to blame for that loss, like Dylan Gabriel is not at the top of the list for me. Twenty-six to thirty-seven for three hundred and forty-four yards, one touchdown, one interception. So when he's got nine incompletions on the day. Uh, Freeman has a drop early in the game. Gibson has, or not Gibson, um, Anderson has a drop on that deep ball. Of course, mm-hmm. the non-PI call in the end zone. So there's a third of your incompletions. I don't know. I just, um, is Dylan Gabriel good enough to carry you to a national championship? No, and we've said that multiple times. But I think overall he's been pretty good this year. He may be even a lot better than what people thought he was going to be this year. I just don't look at his performance on Saturday and say, He's the reason why this offense can't get going. That's not where I'm at right now with the quarterback position. Right.
1: Well, the natural reaction is to, to find a, an individual player or um, a coach or, or some, someone to blame. Here's the thing to me. If we don't turn the ball over three times, we win the game. If we don't turn the ball over three times when we play Kansas, we win the game. I mean, our offense is, is not perfect. I mean, frankly, there's there's plenty of things that I, I personally would do different. Personnel-wise, perhaps, um, not necessarily like just like some of the strategery going on, um, but... I, I, I mean, there's a conversation to be had about about the topic, and and do you move on to Jackson Arnold? I mean, there's a conversation there. I don't know what they're. Well, I guess I I don't know what they would think about it, but I have a pretty good idea what they what they think about it. Um, I mean, it's Dylan Gabriel's uh, offense right now, and he's probably going to be the one that rides it out. But I don't know. I mean, it's a it's at least an interesting question. Um, but, you know, Dylan Gabriel, he had the interception, you know, I wish that he would throw the deep ball, uh, sooner or further, one of the other, because most of them are underthrown. Um, but I... That game's not on Dylan Gabriel.
0: No, it's not. And there's some. Well, here Clearwater Center didn't Gabriel also have two fumbles? No, I mean no. the OU offense had two fumbles, but those aren't on Dylan Gabriel. I mean, one fumble no. wasn't even snapped to him. It was snapped to yeah. the running back there, and the running back just tried to throw the ball or pitch the ball to to Dylan Gabriel. So I'm not I'm not blaming him there. But even now, now that I've brought it up, it's. Got to get Jackson Arnold more experience for the SEC. Got got to get him in there. Got to get him in there. At the expense of what? Like, because some are saying that the season is over, and, well, the national championship is over, yeah. The college football playoff is over, yes. But mathematically, and I'm not saying that it's likely by any stretch, but you're a 3-0 and finish and a Texas loss and a Kansas loss away from still playing in the Big 12 championship game. And again, I'm not saying that this is a likely scenario that OU makes it to the Big 12 Championship game, but there's right. at least a path where you get to that game. Like yeah. are are you willing to put your offense and put your team in a spot to get another loss down the stretch just so Jackson Arnold can get more playing time? That doesn't that doesn't make sense to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. You know, for me I've seen a very limited amount of Jackson Arnold, and what I've seen, I really like. Um, I, I, To me, it's, and I, I know these are kind of two separate arguments. I don't think anyone is suggesting that he's necessarily, I mean, people would say that he's better, but it's more about, just getting him experience for next year than it is like he's going to save the offense. Because I, I don't think our offense has like, necessarily a quarterback problem. I, I mean, I think there's plenty of other issues going around on our offense that, you know, like, you could use some help other than, other than quarterback. I, I, I'm at a loss. With the running back situation.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh, I can, disappointing. I can look
1: almost anywhere in the country and see individual running backs making guys miss in the box and turning seven-yard runs into 30-yard runs. I could see it pretty much every time you flip the game somewhere else. I'm. I just. I don't understand. I how how we got to where we are. Whenever we've got, it's not like we don't have a lot of talent in the room.
0: You know. I mean, Barnes and Sawchuck, like those were. It just doesn't look like they're running with a whole lot of a uh, whole lot of confidence, man. And, and I do think the whole. I I do think there can be something to the continuity aspect of it. Like the offensive line, it felt like that was one of the few games this year where they started with the same five and ended with the same five and played the entire game. Yeah. I mean, it's just been different offensive linemen playing, different running backs playing. I think that there's something to that, but it just doesn't – I think overall confidence has been lacking with those backs. I just – yeah. Right. It's not great. Um, Let me read this text from the 918. There is a 0.0001% chance OU makes the conference championship. Yes, getting Arnold experience is worth risking a few losses in a season. That is beyond saving and I'm, I'm just not I'm just not there man so so Dylan Whoa. Gabriel who left UCLA to cut all of a sudden you're going to punish him and just take him completely out of the lineup now because you think starting Jackson Arnold a game or two is going to just incredibly prepare him more for the SEC next year he yeah. may be better I mean I, I think his upside clearly is better than Dylan Gabriel but how do we know for sure that he is better right now he would be a better option? And there is a better than a 0.001% chance OU makes the conference championship. Again, I don't think it's great, but what does ESPN have it at? A 12% chance, that's not great, but there's at least a scenario where we can talk about it.
1: Yeah. Because what, Kansas has to play K-State, right?
0: Uh, KU gets K-State at home in two weeks. Really, two weeks is going to be the decider because Texas goes to Iowa State in two weeks and Kansas, uh, Kansas gets Kansas State at home in two weeks. Yeah. And those are their – out of their three games, they're the games they're most likely to lose.
1: Yeah. It's unlikely. Sure. Uh, no doubt about it. I don't know, man. I Hey, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Jackson Arnold. You know, I wouldn't. But – I just, I don't expect the, the coaching staff's going to do that. If you want to play him For in some series,
0: I mean, if you want to, like, just work him, like, that's fine. But just to overall start him and it's his offense, that's where I disagree. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, and I, I tend to be right there with you. Uh, I, we'll see what they do. Uh, you know, I, I don't. Like I said, I don't I don't think that that's like and I don't think anyone is, is necessarily suggesting that he's he's going to be better. And I mean, some people are, but it's more about just getting him at him experience. Maybe that matters. I don't know. Maybe it matters, maybe it doesn't. I I have no idea.
0: Those percentages that I read off, those are odds to win the Big 12 championship. My bad, not to make it. So ESPN has Texas at 53% chance to win the conference. Oklahoma State at 16, K-State at 14, OU at 12, KU at 3, West Virginia at 2, and Iowa State at 1. And uh, if Texas doesn't get better quarterback play – in a hurry, then that 53% is way too high for those guys. Man. Because Kansas State gave that one away, buddy, on Saturday. They did.
1: Well, Texas gave it away, and then Kansas State gave it back. Um, You know, Texas controlled that football game for a long time, and I don't know – I mean, I guess I know why Kleiman went for it whenever he did, but – it was not really a very well, run it on
0: decision. second and third if you're going to go for it. Like, if you want to go for it on fourth there, like, I'm, I'm cool with it. I mean, it's essentially a two-point conversion where the ball's at. Like, it's almost like scoring a touchdown and going for two for the win. It's yep. kind of where the spot was. But if you think you might go for it on fourth down, then I, I don't – you're a running football team. Run it on second and third. Well,
1: yeah. Here's the thing on that is they missed an extra point because of a, a snap yep and then the kicker hooked a field goal from about that distance
0: but then made a and, 51 yarder right late in the fourth quarter which is crazy so that that may have yarder. uh
1: been factoring into his decision making there to go for it as well so yeah i don't know man i don't i don't know well i do know that they're most likely not going to go to jackson arnold um or maybe he gets some time, some opportunity, but I would be shocked if that was the direction they went um, because I, you, Dylan Gabriel's been really good. You can't punish him for being really good and just yank him out of the the lineup for the last three games of the season whenever you know, he made the decision to come here. And, and I... I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what the coaches do. I wouldn't expect it,
0: though. 5-8-0 would have lost to Texas have been better. That's from uh, Gonzo from Durant. Maybe it keeps the fire in their belly, and they don't lose to Kansas and the Pukes. Oh. Is fire in the belly? I, don't, just, I don't know if fire in the belly is the real issue right now for this team. The real I issue thought- for this team is that, um, and they came out flat against Kansas, but they just make wow. some really bad mistakes at times.
1: I thought we came out flat against UCF but i actually thought like watching them warm up for the game and everything i thought we had some pretty good juice against kansas i go back, it's it's the turnovers if we don't hand the ball to the other team not they don't even earn it if we don't hand the ball to the other team the last two weeks we win both of those football games so like i know whenever you lose it feels like Everything that you do is horrible and it's all wrong, but it's the turnovers, man. It's it. The reason we were as good as we were coming in is what the, our turnover margin was. We were one of the best in the country. The last two weeks, we've been atrocious. It's why we've lost the games.
0: Uh, Nine one eight. Do you all think this win over OU keeps Gundy in his seat for a year or two more? Maybe more than maybe a lot more a than that. A year two more. That's yeah, a lot more than that. LA may get I, a new contract after this year, depending on how they the rest may go of the win the Big goes.
1: Twelve this year. I, they well, they got BYU, Houston, and Cincinnati left.
0: They're at UCF this week. Then they're at Houston, and then they get uh, BYU at home. Their next their final three. Um. Oh.
1: And they got a really good chance to to find themselves in the Big 12 championship with an opportunity to win the thing. If if Oklahoma State, like it was dumb to consider firing him before. If they're considering it now, they're
0: not considering. They're it. crazy. There's no way.
1: All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep the text coming six five one three four three nine.
0: Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Meyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. G. Fill up your uh, under the radar submissions from Saturday on the text line 405-651-3439. I don't think that this is under the radar. It's just an opportunity to uh, give the tip, a, give a tip of cap, uh, a tip of the cap to this kid. Uh, he led the team in tackles on Saturday. Kip Lewis was awesome, man. Fifteen total tackles, nine of those solo. Um, he's Maybe um, I, I know he's not the biggest guy out there, especially for a backer, but he's starting to show signs that he's going to be your next big-time linebacker after Stutzman's out of here, whenever that is. Yeah, I don't I don't worry about his size at all, zero, none. Well, I it, it's hard to say he's a little bit lighter compared to the other ones, but mm-hmm. when he plays the way that he did on Saturday against that run game, then that's yeah, that's fair.
1: Yeah, I, I don't I don't see him get pushed around. I don't see him get. I mean. He I, I thought he I thought he did a really good job. Um I thought he did a really, really good job. And I I'm curious to see what happens moving forward. Um you know, I thought Kobe McKenzie did some good things at Mike.
0: Seven tackles uh, for him, tied for know, second on the team. Working in there. Um I thought RSJ played nice. Played a nice game. Robert Spears did. Jennings. He did.
1: Made a really nice play on that fourth down. Yeah, I I thought Kip Lewis was, was all things considered excellent. Not perfect. Made some mistakes in run fits, but made up for it with a, a lot of really good production. Just a, a tough, hard-fought game for him. Proud of him.
0: Scary Gary says my under-the-table moment goes to the Big 12 refs. That's good. Yeah, Very no nice, good. Scary Gary. It, under it the may- radar, though. I don't think it's under the table anymore. I think it's pretty much out there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sark even made a comment today at his press conference that he was talking about his two interior defensive linemen. He's like, those are two of the best interior defensive linemen that you're going to find in college football. And there hasn't been one holding call called against either of those guys this year. It's kind of strange. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's crazy. Which
0: those guys are pretty good. Like that. The point yeah. isn't really to argue or agree with Sark about if they're the two best that you can find in college football, but those are good players, and it is weird that they haven't had a holding call called against either of them this year. Found that interesting. Right. Uh, yeah. un- uh, under the radar from the 405, Connor Neer clocking a dude on special teams.
1: Yes. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Who, that was a huge – that was a smash. Who did he hit? Was that a punt or a kickoff return? I don't remember which one it
0: was, actually.
1: Right. Um, yeah, no, there was, there was plenty of guys that played well. You know, I thought, um, I thought Stogner had a tough tough football game. Um, obviously, Drake Stoops, we mentioned him. You know, defensively, I thought Trace Ford played, played really well. He had one tough. of those fourth down stops. Yeah, had a fourth down stop. Mm-hmm. You know, he sniffed out a, a really nice throwback screen that they were trying to to get going. That you know was incomplete, but had he not been there and they completed it, could have been a huge gain on
0: us. We're getting a lot of text about this, and yeah, Kanick had a had another tough day on Saturday.
1: Yeah, he did. It's just it's been it's been it's been slow going for him. Um, you know, I that's what I'm saying. I don't know what what Venables is going to do there. Don't know what the hell status of Stutzman is moving forward. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. He was down on the field wanting and trying to, to see if he could give it a go. He warmed up with the team, couldn't do it. So I, if if that was the case after, you know, just one week, I would expect him to play against West Virginia, but I don't know. Um you know, maybe he rotates some just to to have some lighter duty on the ankle, and they get Kip in there. I don't know. Maybe maybe they move Stutzman to Mike and play Kip at Will. I don't know. Cherokee, don't know.
0: Cherokee Sooner under the radar. Dylan Gabriel is an option at punter. That was their best punt in a few years. It was really nice down inside the five yard line. That was great. Yeah. Uh, Vinnie Paul says Robert Spears Jennings. Yeah, we mentioned that RSJ had a had a solid game. And, Sean, talking about guys who had a rough game. Yeah, not a great look. Jason Llewellyn had a rough game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not 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 a great look. And if you missed that, you don't know what we're talking about. Uh, the Barstool OU account tweeted out something. I'm going to try to find exactly what it was. But it was to the effect of how does the University of Oklahoma – here it is. The fact that OU doesn't have a better tight end than Stogner is flat-out embarrassing – and Jason Llewellyn quote tweeted and said, uh, hmm. Yeah. Well. Quote tweeted that and said that. Then it was deleted.
1: Well, that's what happens mm. whenever you lose, man. Things, everything is, it just, everything becomes miserable, right? <laughs> everything. Everything is under a microscope. Uh, it's just, it's it's frustrating.
0: It's a uh, frustrating question to even think about, I'm sure. The text slide will let us know and uh, there'll be a variety of different answers. But is there with where you're at now, is there a path to where we can call this season a success? Does that does that path still exist? Yeah. I think if
1: you I think if you win 10 games this year, I mean it's a success. Would you have have liked to accomplish much more. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But I, I don't think it's, if you can win 10 games, I don't think it's a total failure. I don't think it's like, it's going to be a total failure, no matter what happens. Um, because it's, it's, it's part of the process, you know, just like last year. I, I thought last year was an important part of the prof- process for where we're going. Um, to continue to bring your flaws and shortcomings to the surface so they can be dealt with, you know. I'd prefer that we didn't have any of those, but they're there. We can all see them, and you know we we can we continue to. Right. Be undisciplined in critical moments, which is shocking to me because um, I know how how important it is to the staff and how much they've emphasized it. Right. All of those things are important. So even if this, the season doesn't go where you wanted it to, I I think it's important to learn from it and and be better. There's a tendency to, it, you know, and there never is on the inside, right? And I know that there are. They're just grinding over every little issue. I know that, but I just i I think it's a good thing to have your flaws exposed. I do.
0: Win out and win the bowl game, says the texture in the four hundred five. Equal, that equals eleven and two success with plenty of room to stay hungry for more. Two one four. I said nine and three at the start, and I would be happy with that, and I am sticking with it. Yeah. Um, let's see, uh, Greg from Lawton. guys, we're all a little pissy today, but overall the team is headed in the right direction. They're a lot of good on defense, just have to keep building the team. Injuries have been tough this year, just have to keep working, learning, and growing. OU will get there. Someone else said, would you have taken, uh, there it is, Georgia Sooner, at the beginning of the year, would you take an 11-2 and season and a bowl win? Um... If you would have thrown in a at least a Big 12 title appearance, then maybe. But that's kind of the big thing for me. Yeah. You know, like 11 right. wins would have been tough to turn down. But is there a path to a successful season? I, I think that there is because a Big 12 championship berth is still on the table. But can this season be a success with 11 wins, even if you don't make the Big 12 championship game? That's kind of what I'm what I'm wondering here. Yeah, I
1: would say yes, but – I mean, I know that there's – I mean, it's not the standard. The standard isn't have double-digit wins. The standard is win the conference and win a national championship. So, I ultimately, we're not going to – most likely going to accomplish those. So, I that is what it is. I, I don't believe that means that everything that they've done this year is – in failure, I think it's all in in building for for something down the road. So, right. hopefully, hopefully we just play better football down the stretch. Yes. And again, I don't think we have to have wholesale changes on really anything. Just stop turning the ball over.
0: There is a uh, the, the hope now on <laughs> Twitter and the text line is that OU and USC can meet in the Alamo Bowl. I don't think USC is going to get there. Uh, USC is like a fourteen and a half point favorite at Oregon this weekend, and that may not be enough. Like, I I don't know if the Alamo Bowl would take a seven and five USC unless they do like the um, like the Cheez It Bowl did last year, and they know that OU six and six and they probably don't deserve to be there because of their record, but they're still taking the ratings bonanza that would be OU and USC in the Alamo Bowl. I don't right. know if the Alamo Bowl is allowed to do that, but if they have a scenario to take OU and USC, that'd be pretty tough to turn down for those guys.
1: I Honestly, Tyler, I believe that's the collision course that we um,
0: You think got. it's Alamo Bowl, OU-USC?
1: I think it's OU-USC
0: OU somewhere. I don't know where it's going to be, but I, I feel like that's what's – That may be your only option. The I'm trying to think of the other bowl games where there's an OU Pac-12 tie-in. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The Pop-Tarts Bowl is against an ACC team. The Texas Bowl is against an SEC team. I think that's your best bet. Is the Alamo Bowl? Right. Yep. Probably right.
1: Um. <sighs> frustrating, but it's uh, it's where we're at. Panda
0: where we're in Texas at. says USC is a favorite over Oregon. If I misspoke, sorry. Oregon's a fourteen and a half point favorite over USC. Yeah. No, yeah. USC is not. I don't know if USC is going to be a favorite yeah. against UCLA in a few weeks. I don't even know if that's going to happen. Right.
1: Yeah. I just, I don't even know. Like, can I handle the stress of having to play? I guess the good thing about playing USC in a bowl game is you can almost guarantee that Caleb Williams ain't going to be there, right?
0: Well, what about the head coach?
1: Yeah, no, I I
0: definitely agree about Caleb Williams, but would we be taking our hate out on a program that doesn't have the quarterback and the head coach there anymore?
1: Is it – think about that, though. What type of move is it if you fire – your defensive coordinator during the season, and then bail after the
0: season. <laughs> Not a shocking one for that guy. Wouldn't be surprising at all.
1: Which, you know, the situation is, it just, like, there's, there was no way he couldn't make that move at this point, right? It just the outside noise had become entirely too loud for him to allow it to go on anymore. Yeah, even though, I even told though he you. he probably would have.
0: My favorite Sunday tradition, um, even after losses, yeah, I don't get as much enjoyment out of it after losses, but going to LATimes.com and seeing what Bill Plaschke has to say about USC football, and I believe the headline yesterday was just grinched there on the, uh, on the headline of his story after they yeah. lose to Washington at home. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right. Quick timeout, more from the rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. There are trucks, then there's the truck. GMC Sierra, with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior.
0: Boyd Street Ventures, And we'd be happy to show you how. When you invest in a BSV fund, you're investing in under-the-radar, Oklahoma-connected companies that could deliver above-the-crowd returns. Check us out at BoydStreetVentures.com. Boyd Street Ventures, under the radar, above the crowd. It's What Caught Teddy's Eye, brought to you by Yalagosny Law. When you call a law firm, do you want to actually talk to a lawyer? At Yalagosny Law, communication is a priority. That's Yalagosny Law, 405 880 80. 405 880 Let's get to it. Story number one is.
1: Well, I got to start with one of the games I was watching. How about Ole Miss, Texas A and M? Uh, the first half of that game
0: was one of the few happy moments for me on Saturday.
1: Grotesque football. Both teams looked really, really bad in my opinion. Uh, but at the end, uh, there were some fireworks, and Lane Kiffin, you know, he was he was celebrating like crazy. I think because. After the digs, he had gotten in at uh, he gotten in at Jimbo and Texas A and M.
0: Oh yeah, the the missed field goal at the end. Um, it looked like A and M was maybe going to go down and tie that game, go into overtime. Not so fast. Ole Miss holds off Texas A and M. Jimbo now has what five losses on the year. And I kept reading this uh, on Sunday. Boy, there were some real grumblings down there in Oxford that. A&M is serious, trying to find a way to move off of Jimbo Fisher. It's getting right. serious. It's getting serious. You're hearing that after every loss now.
1: Well, I – I, whatever. I don't know what they're going to do, but uh, I just refuse to call handing that man that amount of money, whether he stays or leaves, whatever. I'm shocked they haven't created something to fire him about without with cause, you know so they don't have to pay it, Um, just crazy. Um, Kyler Murray, set to start Sunday if no setbacks.
0: Can't be any worse than what it was for the Cardinals this past week. Did they score at all? Did they get shut out? Yeah, they Mm. got shut out by the Browns on the road, 27-0.
1: Well, how about your boy Dobbs up there with uh, Minnesota? Man,
0: he had a run. uh, I think he had a couple of them. He had one towards the sideline that he didn't score, but he picks up a first down. Yeah, man. Didn't even start the game, gets in. That was that was awesome. Good good for him. I don't care about the Vikings one way or the other, but that's pretty gutsy for being around that team like three or four days.
1: Yeah. Well, um you had heroics on, on that game, but and I guess call it heroics by CJ Stroud. I feel bad for Baker Mayfield. Man. To go down, get that touchdown, to go ahead with, what, 45
0: seconds left? It was a dime, too. Great and throw to the tight end.
1: They, Tampa Bay has a historically bad pass defense, um, and they gave up a, a drive right down the field like it was on air in practice. Unbelievable. I felt horrible for Baker. And him sitting over there on the sideline, the look he had on his face, just really said it all. Well, yeah,
0: because you think uh, you just won the game. Like, your biggest moment of the entire year, maybe that can kick the season going in the right direction. You're right there in the race in the NFC South, and it turns out to be a loss. But C.J. Stroud's your Rookie of the Year in the NFL. He's, he's right. been awesome, man. Yeah, that's all I got. Um, I was just laughing this weekend at, you know, Iowa Northwestern playing at Wrigley Field. And then the, the most amount of points slash runs scored at Wrigley Field during the Major League Baseball season, and that game on Sunday, or on Saturday. I think the Iowa-Northwestern game ranked like sixth or seventh on highest-scoring games at, at Wrigley Field. Wow. <laughs> Very Iowa stats.
1: Oh, my gosh. Incredible. Incredible.
0: Uh, USC defensive ranks after mm-hmm. the uh, Alex Grinch firing. 124 in scoring defense. 122 in total defense, 120 in rush D, 107 in pass defense, 128 in plays of 10-plus yards allowed, 132 in plays of 10-plus yards.
1: Dang. Dang. Just brutal. Just brutal. I hate that for those guys. Um, That's the business, though. It was... It was a tough job whenever they showed up. It wasn't going to be easy, you know, going the portal route, not having a lot of talent there at the University of Southern Cal to deal with. Um, it, it wasn't a position to succeed it ever felt like.
0: OU and BYU is on another one of those six-day holes, so we'll find out Saturday night what time uh, OU-BYU is, I'm sure shortly after the OU-West Virginia game. I'm going right. to guess that it's a night game. And How about I about the six o'clocker though this week. I was shocked by that. Yeah, that's <laughs> you lose a couple games and you finally get a home game at night, right? But um, yeah, I I uh, I'm gonna guess that that OU game is a night game. I'm just hoping it's not one of those like uh, USC and Oregon's playing this week. That is a 9:30 local start time on Fox. Mm. I'm no. hoping that's not the case. Yeah. Nine thirty local start time. Eight thirty uh, uh, out there in Provo kickoff.
1: I don't think it will be, but I don't know. We'll see. Stutzman it's be later. Yeah.
0: Danny Stutzman, Buck semi semifinalist list came out today and he wasn't on it. A lot of people are disappointed about that about that for him. Jalen Ford of yeah. Texas was on there. Of course you had an Iowa linebacker on there. Um so the, Jeremiah Trotter at Clemson, who's a good player, had a big play for them in that Notre edge, Dame yeah. win. Yeah, um, so just those are kind of some of the headliners, but no, no Danny Stutzman.
1: Yeah, well, I guess I those don't necessarily have to be um, like if you're not on the semifinal list right now, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're totally eliminated. I, if he went out and had uh, a really impressive close to the season, then he could still find his, his way to that
0: to that award. Quinn so, Ewers – oh, yeah, go ahead and finish that thought. No, that, that's just – he's not totally out of it. Quinn Ewers is day-to-day, according to Sark. He was week-to-week last week, and there was a report, I think it was on game day, that there's hope that he can be back for that uh, Iowa State game. Or actually, I think it was even the TCU game this week. Because he was throwing last week. He was throwing again today. He's now day-to-day. Um, they need Quinn Ewers to be back. Because yeah. Malik Murphy made some really just terrible mistakes in the second half of that game against Kansas State.
1: Uh, he looked great in the first half. And they fell apart late. And I think part of it was just kind of the, uh, oh my gosh, what is happening feeling. And it. I saw at one point, you know, because I was watching the end of that game as ours was getting going, and at one point it said Kansas State has scored three touchdowns on their last four offensive snaps. Correct. (laughs) That's not good.
0: Opening line, last one for me, opening line for OU West Virginia, uh, OU minus 12.5 against the Mountaineers. Too yeah. high, too low, or is that – I guess it can't be dead on balls accurate. So, is it too high or too low? Twelve
1: and a half, too high.
0: OU beating a team by 13 or more points right now and separating, it's – yeah. seems pretty uh, tough at this point.
1: A Famous quote, too high until we can figure out what the hell is going on. Okay, and then uh, once we figure that out, maybe maybe it's the garage door.
0: You don't want to be stuck in your garage at game time, so give them a call at 405-635-9499 or visit them online at affordabledoor.net. You can't afford not to call Affordable Door Company. Proud Garage Door sponsor of this soon. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bring you this hour of the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, to the text line we go. If Texas were to win the national championship, does that make you feel better or worse about the Sooner season? Uh, it would make me feel terrible if any scenario Texas were to win the national championship. I don't think that's just me.
1: Huh. E- but I've yeah. watched a lot
0: of Texas this year. That team is uh, not ready to win a national championship. I'll, I'll say that.
1: I, yeah, I. I don't know that I would be. I'd just be shocked. I like,
0: totally shocked. I would say, if Texas won a national championship, how did Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State not make the playoff this year? And in Washington <laughs> and Oregon, how did they not make the playoff? What happened? Did right. They get caught for sign stealing too, and got kicked out of the bowl game.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. I don't even know what to make of that. I think that it, it, would, it would just be a shock. I, I, I mean, they're, they're a good football team, but they ain't close to being on that level, at least not right now.
0: Nick says an official from the Alamo Bowl was at the Bedlam game on Saturday. I saw here is the sweets level getting food from the press area. Well, I saw reps from the Pop-Tart Bowl <laughs> walking out after the OU Texas game this year. Those bowl guys, they got the best gigs ever. They're like bowl representatives. And it oh, feels yeah. like for the second half of the season, they just get to go to random games, you know, and just sit up there in the in the box and, and hang out and eat free food. It'll right. Be one of those guys.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I'm just watching this video of the 15-yard penalty that Brent Venables got after the pass interference call. I... It is so bad.
0: All he did is walk up to him and say what I say, according to Brent.
1: Oh, he he just walked. He was saying it's offensive pass interference. I I don't know. It's just it's a horrible call, beyond horrible. It's pathetic.
0: Are you ready to buy in the conspiracy now? Are Are you ready? Ready to join the rest of us?
1: Yeah, I am. I am.
0: I, I don't know. What do you think Bob's going to say tomorrow when we ask him about the uh, officiating or the non PI call on Drake? I don't know. He was uh, pretty vocal about what he thought of the OU Texas Tech officiating last year,
1: right? And I know it's like it's like this thing that you if you if you complain about officiating, you're a sore loser and. All those sayings, I don't – I'm sorry. It's just – it's it's atrocious, and it's happened over and over and over and over.
0: Yeah, it's like the biggest mistake OU made was <laughs> letting the Big 12 know or being around in the Big 12 for three years, like letting it be known for that long that you're going to the SEC.
1: Well, you can, te- you can thank Texas A&M for that.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, they, they're the ones that really leaked it.
1: I, But it still doesn't make any sense to me, like, how the whole conspiracy works. Who starts it? The commissioner? I mean, it started before the current commissioner was here.
0: I I don't know. Dude, I, I don't have the answer to that question, okay? I could say that maybe it's just understood. I, I can't answer that. There's just too many instances over the Past three years to make me think that something's not going on here. I know, and, and and here's the deal: Texas would 100% agree with everything that's going on. I just told you what Sark said earlier today.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's it's wild, and I I wish I, w- I wish someone would figure out what's going on and uh, bring it to the surface. Because how I do you think know. the
0: AD at the University of Oklahoma feels right now?
1: I think he's probably furious because he can see what everyone else can see. Um, you know, he can see everything. It's not. It's anyone can see it. It's horrible. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. Final hour is next. You're listening to
0: the. Whole-